Hey there, Tom. Hello, Mia. How are you doing today? Today I'm doing quite well. Yeah. You are? Yeah. What's so good about today? Oh my God, it's a beautiful high pressure system outside. It's a little cold, but uh, the sun is very strong. It's beautiful. Mm. Yeah, it is really nice. The sun is hitting my back. We're sitting in our kitchen. Mm -hmm. This is our, our new podcast, Cottage at Mare Haven. Cottage at Mare Haven was a dream that we came up with so many years ago. I almost can't count that many years back. In the 40s, maybe. 40, 40s? 40 years ago. <laughs> well, I thought you meant like 1940s. No, 40 nope, years we're not ago. that old. <laughs> we, um, we came up with this idea when we lived in Pennsylvania in the 1980s. Kids yeah. were young. And you did a crazy commute back then. Yeah, I did. What'd you do? Checked the New York Times. It was they called it a Herculean effort. Yeah. I drove from uh, the house in Pennsylvania, Gold Key Lake, down to um, New Jersey, and caught a train from New Jersey into the World Trade Center, and came up uh, by subway into the into the World Trade Center, and then walked up to street level, and from there walked over to my office on uh, John Street. How long did it take? About two hours and 20 minutes in that range. Could have been 240. Man, but it was like heaven up in Gold Key Lake, wasn't it? It really was. It was quite a piece of heaven, yeah. So we bought the house in Gold Key Lake because we lived on Long Island at the time, you know, before we bought the house. Mm -hmm. And uh, interest rates were unbelievably high. For mortgages, yeah, they were they were over ten percent, yeah. And though the cost of a house was nothing compared to what it is now, the interest rates put us out of the market. And the kids were young; they were three and four. They were going to be the oldest one. Sean was going to be in kindergarten, and we didn't particularly live in a, the safest area on Long Island. We had to get out. Right. We had to get them into a decent school and. And feel safe where they were. So we did this crazy thing and bought a house in the Poconos in Pennsylvania while you still worked in New York City. It was crazy. But it was really wonderful when you came home on the weekend. Yeah. And we had friends that would visit from Long Island. And you one day said, this is like coming to Merehaven. Mm -hmm. I think Cottage, Cottage at Merehaven came later, but it felt like... Uh, a cottagey feel even in that little house it was a what was the construction of that house it was a um a modular modular, modular house, house. Yeah. eighty two thousand dollars mm -hmm. small piece of property you couldn't see there wasn't much dirt there there was more slate than dirt mm -hmm. for grass and yard and such but um the kids did see a bear they actually saw a bear they did. They screamed and ran into the house that yeah. they saw a bear, and we didn't believe them. Yeah, until we looked out the front door and saw a bear like 40 yards down the road going, yeah. moving away from the screaming kids. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's how the that's how Merehaven became, you know, part of a a dream of ours from many years ago. And we'll we'll talk more about our dreams and the dreams that we were able to realize and plans that we put into place. You know that got us to where we were able to do some of the things that we wanted to do, but certainly at our age, in our 60s, we haven't been able to do all the things that we ever wanted to do. But we have learned how to live with a lot 
Uh, that's been handed to us over the years, and that's how we're sitting right here right now on this podcast. And we thought we'd share a little bit about how Cottage of Merrihaven got started and what we expect in the future from the podcast, which is basically, well, we could share that right now. It's really zero, so we don't have any great <laughs> expectations. If you like the podcast, we would love to hear from you. That would help to encourage us to continue to podcast together. Yeah. Um, and so over time, you'll learn more about us with our audience. Well, I thought maybe for a second here, a minute, maybe, not a second, but a minute, we could describe where we're sitting. Where are we right now in our house? You mean the uh, kitchen? Yeah. We're in the kitchen uh, in Wilmington, North Carolina. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, well, I mean the actual room. So we're sitting in our kitchen, right, at our kitchen table. The sun is on my back because we have beautiful sun here. Tom is correct. We do live in Wilmington, North Carolina. <laughs> and we are looking at our backyard, um, our beautiful backyard. It's 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 not the biggest piece of property that we've ever had, but it's the one that we... Um, our backyard is part of our home. I don't believe that we've ever had a piece of property that we have really felt like the outside is as homey as the inside. Right. And we're looking at a sign in the back that says Mare Haven. It does not say cottage at. It says Mare Haven. And you had that made for me for our 40th wedding anniversary in June of 2020. Nice. Hmm? nice. We have raised beds out there with... Half of them have lavender. I had a dream. That's one of those dreams that didn't exactly pan out. I had a dream of having this little micro lavender farm. And anybody who knows lavender, and you're probably laughing right now. Oh, gosh, she was in Wilmington. She thought she'd have a lavender farm. She's nuts, this woman. Well, it was only partially came true. There's, um, I don't know, I guess I counted them the other day. Maybe there's 21 plants out there. We started with 51. 52. 52 yeah. plants. We have 17 raised beds. So we have a bunch of empty boxes and we're going to do stay tuned because we will be talking about our gardens. We have um, many, many ideas on what we're going to do to fill those spaces out there. Mm. But who was always the gardener in our family? Myself. And how was my, what was my feelings about that? <laughs> Your feelings <laughs> It's like dragging a fire a fire hydrant across the lawn to do the work. Yeah, it was. yeah, yeah. Gardening, oh, great. Oh, get dirty, sweaty, muddy. Ugh. That was not my thing at all until we moved here, and then so that brings us to talking. Really, we won't talk much about it today. But Tom does have ALS, and and I have taken over uh, much of the the hard work of gardening. Um, but you are very much involved with planning the gardens. You do what you can. We have, you sometimes bring your special wheelchair out there, your track chair, so you can sit out there. Or we bring a rocking chair out. You have lots of ideas um, of what the garden should look and feel like to you. And what is your basic philosophy of a garden? What should a garden give to us? Well, to be in my garden, <laughs> a plant has to give me color, or fragrance it can't just exist it has to give back so not everybody makes the grade um, in interior is a little different like you have a an irish plant known as a phil Oden odendron and <laughs> 
don't believe them. It's not Irish. And they're not. They're green. They're just green. They're not, they don't give you flowers. They don't give you beauty in the in in, in its own right. It's beautiful, but it can't compare to you know giant zinnias or something like that. So to get in our garden, you need to be colorful or fragrant, and preferably both. And we do a pretty good job with that. Oh yeah, we do an excellent job at that. So our fragrant really is uh, lavender. So so let's talk just for a couple of minutes about the lavender. Some of the lavender is, is absolutely gorgeous, and, and some of it is just okay. The yeah, um, yeah, yeah. the the stoicus yeah is um which which is also known in various different names. Spanish lavender is one of them. It's it's a pretty flower, but the scent is not beautiful. But it really the the uh, pollinators just devour yeah. it well that's a good point about the pollinators that that is a a, a, a percentage of our effort was to uh, be uh, give the pollinators a place to pollinate and we tried we tried to get into a, a beehive business not actually a business for money but we tried to get three beehive boxes going and we got uh, some somewhat curtailed in that that could be another story at some point but in the end, we won anyway, and mm-hmm. so so did the pollinators. The pollinators yes. actually won big time over here. They won big yes. time in this yard. And we have um, some English lavender out there. We have some um, have some called a, a head coat, which is yeah. a just they just smell so beautiful when you when you walk out in the early morning. When I walk out in the early morning, taking the dogs out. And the the sun is it's dawn, so it's light out, but the sun has really not risen high in the sky at that point or anything, and it's heavy with dew. You know, every morning through the spring, through the growing season, the the outdoor cushions are moist with dew because we do it. We live like you know that silly saying, you know, that from. What is it? I don't even know it. I don't even know the silly sayings. So go ahead. You say it. (laughs) It's like from our house to the Atlantic Ocean is like 800 yards as the crow flies. That would be, you'd have to make a a beeline due east. Walk through everybody's property. Yeah, walk through the backyards of other people and stuff. And 800 yards is an estimate. So it's approximately 800 yards. But to get to the beach where we usually go is probably four, four or five miles, something like that park the car, get out. That's where we go to the beach. But you're getting that. When you say the cushions, you're talking about the cushions on our outdoor furniture. Yeah, they get filled with dew, and it's just, you know, it's the humidity here, which is really the enemy of the lavender. But nonetheless, when you walk out there in the morning in the summertime, when I go out there, you can smell the lavender. It's heavy in the air in the early morning. It's It's just beautiful. It was worth every agonizing decision and and every bit of work that went in to the garden um we'll we'll talk again i guess we'll say that a few times over the next podcast we'll we'll talk about over time but i have arthritis in various parts of my body that uh, make gardening really challenging but nonetheless we do it anyway because there isn't a lot else to do in this life with als so we do things that we we make up things to do and they're beautiful things we create we created the create, gardens together. Yeah, create, yeah. We create. Tom has created beautiful paintings. He creates music with his guitars, and I 
create photography and I write. So creativity is probably the biggest thing that's gotten us through some really challenging times in our life because he gives you purpose every day. Mm. Interest, interested in creativity and being somewhat creative and, and such, it's, uh, it is. It's a good diversion. Mm-hmm. And then with the flowers last year, in one of the empty raised beds, we put a whole bunch of very tall, six-foot-plus sunflowers. Yeah. yeah. And, man, I made for some really wonderful photographs. The oh, sun sets God. behind our house, and from the back of our house, we can see the colors of a sunset, and in the front, we can see the colors from the sunrise. We can't right. actually see the sun going down or, or breaking the horizon coming up, but we do get the benefit of all, all that beautiful light and color, which translates to beautiful photographs and more creativity it's just a really wonderful place to live so part of our endeavor of um, adding a podcast to our other creative endeavors is to share with people what we're doing i have tried relentlessly to write our story because it is somewhat of an unusual story though i i don't know the more stories i read the more i think everybody has an unusual story in some mm. way yeah and, but i found it very difficult to 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 knuckle down sit down and do the writing so verbally to share the story feels fun mm. fun yeah mm. and not editable <laughs> <laughs> like not eating edible but editing the work because we say what we say and I'm not going to spend time editing our podcast because that's crazy. We're not fancy like that. Right. Yeah. So I think we're going to gonna wrap it up. We have a couple of cups of hot tea. We love this African nectar tea mm-hmm. with some Splenda in it in the afternoon. And then Tom goes in for a couple of hours on his, his breathing machine to give his body a little bit of a rest. And that's about where we are this afternoon. Yes. So we're going to end it with, um, I don't know if you remember what you used to say to the kids. So so at the end of every podcast, people have something they say, right? Mm-hmm. Like, till the next time, or I don't know. Everybody, everybody has something. That's what I said on this Caregiver Life was till the next time. So when you used to leave, you used to tell the kids to, to be their best. To be their best? Be their best. I did. Yeah. And so that's what we'll tell everybody listening today, is yeah. to be your best. Be your best you. Just do your best. Do your best. That's good enough for you? Yeah, be your best is enough, yeah. Okay. All right. We'll be back at some other time in the future. Okay.